Listening to KAYT 88.1 FM, Gina Alexandria, 98.9 FM, Monroe, West Monroe, 92.5 FM, Shreveport, Greenwood, 100.1 FM, Lake Charles, and KQJO, 99.3 FM, St. Joseph, Louisiana, Natchez, Mississippi. Praise the Lord, everybody. This is the Restoring Faith Broadcast, and I am Dr. Christopher Manuel, pastor of the Smyrna and Maranatha Seventh-day Adventist Churches in Alexandria. We desire to present the gospel message of Jesus Christ to a dying world in these final moments of Earth's history. And now, today's broadcast. Consecrate me now to thy service, Lord, by the power of grace divine. May my soul look up with steadfast hope and my will be lost in thine. In Jesus' name, amen. If you look with me, brothers and sisters, back at uh, 2 Corinthians, the fourth chapter, looking at verses 7 and 8 will be our text. Reading from the rusty cadence of the King James Version. But we have this treasure, verse 7, in earthen vessels, that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. We are persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. I would like to talk to you upon the subject, you got what it takes. You got what it So shake your neighbor right quick and tell him, you got what it takes. Tell your neighbor on the other side and tell him, you got what it takes. In the name of Jesus, amen. You may be seated. You got what it takes. I'd like to thank the choir for the music, amen? amen. Because God does mighty things yeah. through music. Yeah. Amen. amen. A man was exploring caves by the seashore. In one of the caves, he found a canvas bag with a bunch of hardened clay balls. It was like someone had rolled the clay balls and left them out in the sun to bake. They didn't look like much, but they intrigued the man, so he took the bag out of the cave along with him. And as he strolled along the beach, he threw the balls one at a time out into the ocean as far as he could. He thought a little about it until he dropped and cracked one open on a rock. Inside was a beautiful precious stone, treasure in clay. Excited, the man started breaking open the remaining clay balls, and each contained a similar treasure. He found thousands of dollars worth of jewels in the 20 or so balls he had left. Then it struck him. 
he had been on the beach a long time. He had thrown maybe 50 or 60 of these balls with their hidden treasure in the clay into the ocean waves. Instead of thousands of dollars in treasure, he could have taken home tens of thousands, but he had just thrown it away. There is treasure in each and every one of us. If we take the time to know that person and if we ask God to show us that person the way he sees them, then the clay begins to peel away and the brilliant gem begins to shine forth. May we not come to the end of our lives and find out that we have thrown away a fortune in friendships because the gems were hidden in bits of clay. May we see the people in our world as God sees them. Here in the text of 2 Corinthians, the young Gentile church, they portrayed and had their own set of issues. Now, according to the history of this account, there were some in the church who caused controversy upon the validation of Paul's apostleship. Some went to the extent of undermining his work. They went to the extent of undermining his authority. He had to defend his own authority as an apostle against the attacks of legalistic teachers who endeavored to disrupt his work. They even branded him, they gave him a label and called him a coward because it seemed as if he was trying to control the church at a distance because of the letters in which he wrote. The reason for this gap, brothers and sisters, was for an unexplained change in his travel plans of where he was going. But how many of us, you and I, know that when your steps are ordered by the Lord, your travel plans will change at a moment's notice. Second Corinthians has the least emphasis upon doctrinal issues, but more of Paul's personal experiences and of the duty as Christians here in this text. The main theme of the book is that one should always be faithful to Christ. And when you are faithful to Christ, you got what it takes. Are you with me today, Mayor now? The posture that Paul takes here we find in chapter four, stay with me. His posture was there and it tells us today and it gives us the very warning, that sound that we talked about in Sabbath school, that certain sound. It gives us the warning to never give up. I hope I'm encouraging somebody today. Never give up, Paul, and what he was already doing. He was preaching the word of God. And one of the points that underlie here that designs to show us is that God gives the power of perspective. He does whatever by it. I only heard about four people say it, something back to me. He gives us the power of perspective. Look with me in verse 5 and 6 of 2 Corinthians chapter 4. The word of the Lord says this. For we preach not ourselves, are we together? But Christ Jesus the Lord. And ourselves your servants for Jesus' sake. For God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness has shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. 
The ambiguity of this text sets the thoughts on this great apostle. For some people thought he was self-centered. They thought he was egotistical. They thought he was self-absorbed. But the mood of his response guides the tone of what we find further and what he's going to say. That you got what it takes. God gives him a power of perspective. And Paul speaks of himself as a servant of Christ. That word servant is doulos, meaning that he's a slave to Christ. But you know, it's interesting to note, let me go ahead and put a commercial right here with Maranatha. It's interesting to note that when God gives us the power of perspective and those who you thought that were in your corner, I'm about to go on somebody's street right now. Those whom you thought that were in your corner wind up throwing shade on your life. Oh, I know I'm talking to us today. Because we talk about stuff in some, some subliminal ways. But when we really say stuff, we throw in what? Shade. Questioning people's motives. And what we really would have thrown us off if we didn't have Jesus would have been the people who throw shade at us. Mm -hmm. The lethargic reaction when you mention to them that you know the Lord too. Yeah. Oh, huh? yeah, yeah, look grim in here, Elder. They might not like me after the day. Yeah, 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 yeah. The person next to you knows Jesus too. They might not know him like you know him, but they know Jesus as well. Let me go ahead and define what the power of perspective means. It simply means and can be defined as this. Though you were in darkness, like those that were who were lost, that was mentioned in the text just earlier, but now you can see your way clear. Why? Because the light is in you. And when God gives you the power of perspective, look for your haters to welcome themselves. They want to take a position in your living room. I'm talking about your haters, not the person that's sitting next to you right now. Sometimes your haters are positioned in places where they get comfortable with you because your haters sometimes pose as imposters. The purpose of your haters is to damage your vision. Some of the purpose of your haters is to devastate your destiny. Some of the purpose of the haters is to mortify your morale, to destroy your reputation, to dehumanize your character, to slander your spirituality and cause your social as well as your physical death to your own existence. Honey, you got to watch your haters and keep them close to you. Well, what are you talking about, preacher? I mean, just this. I think David says something about that. God says he prepares a table in the midst of your haters. I mean, your enemies. You got to be able to watch your haters closer than you watch your friends. Let me go on. Let me give you some what the word says on how you to react to this. Our reaction to this must come from the word of God. He says in the latter part of verse 5 of our text of 2 Corinthians chapter 4, he says, ourselves, your servants, your slaves, for Jesus' sake. For God, verse 6, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness has shined where? In our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. And Paul is speaking perhaps 
referring to the time that Jesus ran into him on the road to Damascus, Acts chapter 9. See, once you're big and bad and think that you can do all what you can do and that, that sin doesn't have an effect on you, you're going to ask for letters to persecute more Christians and the, the church can't stop you, the conference can't stop you, the union can't stop you, your city can't stop you, no state can stop you, but Jesus can slow you down. He headed, Sister Rochelle, he headed to Jerusalem because he big and bad, but the text denotes some light in approachable light yeah. that he could not he could not be the same after it left him yeah. when this inapproachable light came to him it had words yeah. to say he was accustomed to hearing the voice because now God has given him the power of perspective now you gotta listen in a different way yeah, yeah. yeah you saved and sanctified and filled with the Holy Ghost with running in your feet you got to listen a different way. You can't walk rum rushard all over people because you saved and you got a big old S on your chest. Yes, Paul is speaking about this perhaps because when the light hit him, Elder Pender, he was blinded for three days. Yes. And any time that you feel an injury to your spirit, God is trying to get your attention. Yes, Little noises <laughs> will begin to hear. Let me give you something of our present day that will probably help you about little noises and warnings. When you see a truck with white lights on as well as red lights every now and then momentarily, and you hear a beep, 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 that means the truck is what, everybody? Backing up. That's a warning to get out of the way. Yeah, amen. When you leave your keys in your vehicle and you leave the door 